Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about Jana Verbruggen's professional life part. But first, we got to talk about Jeff Grosso, a skater whose personality took his skate career far past his 1980s contest placings. His skate talent opened the door, but it was his personality that allowed him to stick around for so long. Mike, how'd the news hit you? How did it hit me? I think... We were just talking before we started recording about how bewildering and strange everything is right now uh, between like global pandemic and just staying at home and trying to do our best not to well, like keep jobs. I don't know. Everything's upside down. So in a weird way, I don't know. You know, it just hit with more strangeness, I think, because, you know, Grosso's in present tense as I'm saying this, you know, like a, a vital opinionated dude i guess i jumped into reporter mode a little bit tried to verify um it's not like you know we get too many pro skater passing hoaxes on twitter which is how i saw it but you know you send a dm see what's up i guess a little a little context you know he's only 51 years old and i just saw um the la times obituary for him lists no cause of death but says that the results of an autopsy are pending it's as bewildering as anything going on right now. You know, he does have a hard living background that I don't know, maybe maybe puts a little bit of a little bit of context into it, but it's still just like I think when everything else in life is crazy, these things only only heighten that and kind of like, you know, add to the disorder. Yeah, how about you Jason? How how do you take the news? Yeah, it was pretty fucked cuz like uh He's a pretty big personality, you know what I mean, in our culture. And he's like one of the one of the few people that has seen it from literally the very beginning, like clay wheels or whatever to to now. Like it's funny, like when I was a little kid, like a fifth grade or whatever, I knew of Grosso just because of like the graphics or whatever, you know what I mean? Like his like whatever toy box graphic and you had the Lucero like a recule like backwards graphic or whatever. But then Next, I heard of him was like in that Big Brother article. Like, well, first there was the Washed Up Skaters article, which was hilarious. Like with like the wave, I th- I think they used like the most advanced desktop publishing hardware and software at the time. Like they probably like the top of the line Mac back then was like twenty thousand dollars probably, and they had like the wave with like all the Washed Up Skaters, including Steve Rocco or whatever. So that was when I next became aware of him. But he was only the fucked up thing is he was only like 25 at the time hmm. and then then the next big brother was number eight that was like the prank call issue with came with the little uh cassette tape and they got some girl to prank him which was pretty funny so yeah that's how it became aware of grasso like but when you're a little kid like a fifth grader or whatever you don't even know like oh th- this guy likes to drink jaeger or, or whatever you know what I mean? he likes to party you're just like he's just like a name on a board but um when did his like renaissance start even? Was it like that black label video or whatever? Label Yeah, I feel like shit? label is is when is kinda when I became aware of his skating. Like I I always remember the acid tongue graphic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah. an old trans world where he like the story was he tried to drop in on an oververt at some skate contest and basically just went straight to the flat. <laughs> and like they actually used the graphic in in the little write up. That was kind of like my first exposure to Jeff Grosso. And then, yeah, years later in Label Kills. But I think for me, he kind of like, 
rose in prominence in my mind when he started doing the love letters. Oh yeah, for sure. Man, I want to hear this all the prank calls from Big Brother number eight. So if anybody has that tape, <laughs> uh, get at me. Oh, I was. It's on YouTube. I was just listening to it. I'll. Uh, we'll, we'll. I guess we can link it in the show notes. We will most certainly link it in the show notes. And yeah, just looking it up. That's why I was silent there. Label Kills came out in two thousand one. So when when would Big Brother Eight have come out? Like twenty oh one for that video. Not that much time elapsed between Big Brother and, and then. Man, but he's his career has spanned four decades. Four decades with his name on a skateboard. Well, I mean. You know, I think if I'm remembering these facts right, I've got to open. Born in 68. I think I've seen elsewhere that he was, what, sponsored by 12 or something. Does that ring true? Yeah, yeah. This is what the LA Times is reporting. Sponsored as 12 as a or as a pro, they're claiming in the LA Times. I don't know if that's accurate. But um, yeah, 1980, 90, it's a lot of decades. Yeah, impressive. Incredible. Personality can get you real far in skateboarding, much farther than, than talent. Not Yo, that he ser- was an untalented dude. Yeah, seriously, there's like, uh, whatever, hundreds of examples of that, probably. But, uh, and like, yeah, I was just looking at, at the YouTube, and I think he did like 126 or something episodes of the letters, which is oh, crazy. Wow. Damn, that's impressive. So I've got like a, yeah, unpopular admission. I don't know how many of those I've actually watched. I don't know if it was adjacent to something i was doing or yeah i mean i'm a fan and i think his his nine club episode is one of like the the best examples of that that show at his at its best just because they had you know probably an ultimate guest in a lot of ways but um damn 126 that's many yeah so i'm looking for it was it was on twitter the other day he had a contest run i think it was 1986 let's see Open it up. Do they have titles on it? Oh, is it the uh, Savannah Slammer or Savannah Slammer Two? It's one of the Savannah Slammers. You know, he yeah, starts yeah. off kind of kind of jigging and gets over over a fly box. What's he do on the wall? The the step off cross up to fakey. Yeah, some weird shit. He does like a staple gun or something. Yep. It, <laughs> actually, now we're kind of narrating the run in person. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could get the music going. I don't know if that was live or not, but. It's some Dada skateboarding. It's good. He does like a his last trick is a no-handed Bertleman, which is both like <laughs> really abstract, but also balls out because like you run the risk of uh, knocking the wind out of yourself. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when he did that no-handed Bert. He like crossed his arms like straight jacket style. Ooh, and I, ooh. I was like, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Like straight jacket Bert is better than coffin Bert. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. When yeah. I was watching that run, I, it was really reminiscent of like a Costin, like modern day Costin contest run. Yeah, yeah. Which I personally hate the Costin <laughs> joke run, huh. but seeing Grossa do it uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he got a method in there. Yeah, there was some some skill. The straight jacket Bert and the method. I just watched the straight jacket Bert. If you didn't hear me reacting to how brutal it was. <laughs> um sidebar though what what gets you about the cost in dark run i don't know it's just like like it's like a person past his prime who probably just shouldn't be there okay like you know like costin at tampa did the nolly heel then switch heel over the pyramid which was fucking epic i think he won tampa pro like he just should like 
sit on the sidelines and let like the new dudes have at it. You know, like he's like there's not a reason for him out there to be out there being dorky and kind of like I don't know. It feels kind of like disrespectful or like uh, you know, it's kind of like making a mockery of of it. I don't know. It just it's like when you when you watch a contest, you just want to see like high level skating, and that's like not what Eric's doing these days. Yeah, like. It's just like kind of like an old shtick, you know what I mean? Like he could probably, like he's fucking causing. He he could probably put together some cool shit, but you know what I mean? It's just kind of like an old shtick, like every year at Tampa, you know what I mean? When he could probably right. put together, yeah, like once, once, shit. once was is funny, you know? Like oh, that that's cool. You're just like dorking around. You don't really care. Like it's like your sponsors said you had to be here, so this is your like run. But like. That's only funny once. You can't keep saying the same joke over and over again. My opinion. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Grasso's renaissance was crazy. Like, when did he get on, like, officially get on Antihero again? Like, 2015 or something? Somewhere know. around there. Did you say again? Was again. he I on mean, Antihero yeah, yeah. before? No, no, no. I mean, like, for the first time. Okay, okay. Just get on Antihero, period. Um, I don't know that. And real quick, I was muted. <laughs> I was trying to break this up when it was more time appropriate. But um, on joke contest runs, I saw on Twitter at Heidke Jeremiah tweeted at at that Savannah Slamma run quote. I saw this live at the time. I was pissed that he made a mockery of it. Rewatched a couple years ago and laughed so hard. Unquote. So perhaps time heals all. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if time will heal all of Costin's joke runs. <laughs> but uh, 2015 sounds about right for Antihero, I think. We need skateboardreference.com. No Skateboardreference.com. Like, like the skate version of basketballreference.com. Exactly. We'll, closest, we'll look at the transactions. The closest thing would be like uh, the Spot website, I think. I think they have a <laughs> like some type of database with everyone's sponsor and shit, but not like year by year man it'd be sick to have to see a timeline of just like sponsors coming and going mm. was Grosso yeah. santa cruz back in the day yeah yep. yeah santa cruz and then well label is black label still going they're still going i think right they are like maybe aaron aflalo no that's a, that's a basketball player what's what's the adam alfaro thank you yeah it, like misplaced consonants to to screw me up on that but yeah they're they're still out there man it's crazy to think that black label and santa cruz were both like number one selling brands at one point and now are like not so much it's crazy how skateboarding is like that there's tons of brands that are like that but just i don't know interesting that grosso got on both of those companies at their peaks santa cruz I, i think santa cruz still makes a lot of money though just with all their reissues and shit yeah, but it ain't the same. <laughs> I like that you cut to the chase, yeah. Yeah, I do remember, like, mid-2000, working at the skate park that I worked at, like, Black Label. We couldn't keep that shit in. No I don't shit, know. huh? I don't... Yeah, it, it was going off for a while, and I'm trying to remember... Can't remember the... Uh, like distribution situation, but those were those were coming in, flying out. I don't know. There was a big. Uh, think it coincided with Mike Vallely riding for him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, one part. That one part where he just like pushed the whole time. 
Like he would yeah. just like push down the street and then like do some like step off trick and then like jump back on his board and like push some more. Yeah. Yep. I th- yeah. I think they were under giant. They were, yeah. Distribution for a minute. And then when that ended, I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. Well, now I'm looking. They've got a Chris Troy pro model for sale. Jason Adams, Patrick Ryan, Omar Hassan, John Lucero's got a board. Matt, for some reason they're doing a Matt Hensley. Well, yeah, Hensley's patches. Hensley, <laughs> Hensley's been on there for a minute, I think, ever since, uh, probably ever since like the late '90s when he kind of quit Plan B or whatever, or just started focusing on the band. Like, like he'll like have a guest board, not a guest board, like a board every once in a while. And yeah, it'd be nice a, to have like a name like that that can just sell a board without uh, without any current skating. Yeah. Well, even just Black Label as an institution, just being like, I mean, obviously it's very much still, well, very much. I, I don't know what adjective to use to describe how much it's here. Like, it's around, <laughs> and we weren't even sure if it was around. And then, you know, they kind of brought back a 31-year-old Jeff Grosso, like, Grosso. I I always said Grosso. But, um, yeah, what, uh, we've, we've only really, like, touched on the fact that the dude was a big personality in skateboarding i know um like gatekeeping is kind of on the outs right now but i remember reading a tony hawk post from like a day or two ago saying how grosso was a gatekeeper and this was portrayed in like a positive way what was it about the personality oh it was about his personality yeah he would just like come right out and say like like there's there's no such thing as a front you know what I mean like with all the nomenclature and shit like I don't even know if this is right but like who's here like no nah, there's no such thing as a frontside in the air blah, blah 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 like you're doing that hand plant wrong like it's bullshit you know what I mean I think there was always like a little bit of like humor in all of yeah. his uh I don't want to say anger but his like curmudgeonly uh persona there there was always a, a a smile to it so it, it never felt so prescriptive and like aggressive righteous indignation but like righteous <laughs> never mind sure uh, i mean he, he he definitely didn't fucking take himself that seriously because like you know what i mean because he he probably knew that this was like his second act so to speak you know what i mean so yeah he wasn't he wasn't that serious about it but like it was still fucking funny like it's almost like if he was a street skater, he would just say like, "Oh, you know, lip slides on ledges are just you know glorified power slides." <laughs> Shout out, uh, legendary slap message board user Child of the Ghetto who made that up. That's a good take. <laughs> but yeah, that this a legendary take, legendary uh, slap contributor. Shout out that dude, fucking wherever he was. But you know what I mean? He would just say shit like that. Like, I mean, lip slides on ledges are just glorified power slides. Like, fuck it. Right. I mean, I like power slides. So. That makes me like lip slides better. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it, well, in the early 90s, like, you clown someone who had, like, bridge bolts or, like, who did, like, uh, Smith grinds on ledges. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Or, like, Shane Wallet. E- even though that was, like, the shit, like, one year ago or whatever. You know what I mean? Could come back without any warning. Um, one I thing they, I'd like... I think they already did. I think Shane Wallet's already came. Damn. Shit, I missed it. Tough to keep up right now. I had a, you know that like keychain, like the little tiny silver ball chain that like clips into a little like. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're for, they're typically yeah, keychain. Yeah, comes on the shoes or used to come yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you buy a you buy a pair of S shoes and it's got that little like ball chain. Yeah, with, like the rubber S thing. Uh, the one 
it might be my only chain wallet, but it was like a bigger sized ball chain. Got it at Lava Lounge, Uptown Minneapolis. Nice. It was sick. But on a more uh, topical note, I did want to shout out uh, former The Skateboard Mag editor Kevin Wilkins and a guy who definitely gave me a leg up in skateboard writing world. He has thegoodproblem.com, and he put together a piece about Grosso's passing, I think, that like just kind of hit on the fact of like what, what type of dude he was called Kevin out of the blue and just wanted to talk. And, you know, I I think talking is what comes down to it. And just doing that honestly, um, I think, encapsulates a lot about uh, a lot of it's it's the honest speech with that little bit of like not taking yourself that serious that seemed to, uh, you know, make make people feel good and dear to him. I'm doing a terrible job of summing up what Kevin wrote, but uh, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Definitely in the show notes. Yeah, great little article with uh two mixtapes picked by grosso so which was the whole like why kevin and jeff were talking is about these uh little mixtapes that kevin was making with jeff so yeah good read for sure also kevin uh picked me from obscurity and gave me a shot at the skateboard mac so shouts to kevin always who also recorded with me for the very first mostly skateboarding podcast ever so good dude all around hey yeah yeah i feel like jeff grosso isn't really um wasn't really in any of our wheelhouses given our age and our uh horizontal preference in skateboard mediums but he he wormed his way into our um media landscape and uh, i think we're all better for it oh yeah i would i would say just that um yeah his latter-day skating like large dude skating fast and like skating pure if that makes sense like it's good looking shit so and i'm also thinking of the what he's in the combi pool doing a backside 50 50 flicking off the camera that photo popped up a lot it's good skating yeah he knew what he was doing well from old pros to new pros the day of last week's recording Jana Verbruggen's 12-minute professional life part dropped with a nice mix of skating and acting. We chatted a bit about it before last week's show, but now we've had some time to digest it. Jason, is this Eurotech or is this something else? Uh, it's definitely something else. Um, I mean, he's he's Euro and he gets a little bit technical, but uh, it's definitely not Eurotech as you know as we've defined it, you know, in the past few years or whatever. First, I was like like a, like a 12-minute solo video part like in this economy like what kind of uh <laughs> what kind of narcissist you know what i mean is is this guy but then i was like you know what i mean if, if you have the personality to pull off a 12 minute solo part and make it interesting then you know go for it i guess it's kind of like a new almost like a new paradigm maybe if some other people would pick up on it you know what i mean it was like yeah me, i think you're right because I, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, fuck, 12 minutes? Really? Right. But then, like... It's like, how how dare you, sir? Yeah, but then at the yeah. end, I was like, fuck, that was it? Like, yeah. that was 12 minutes? Like, holy shit, that went by so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with all that. And I think I jotted down. That was just kind of like a... It made me really happy, even though there was a lot of, like, slamming and everything. But um, it was kind of a beautiful little movie. And it's it's hard to pin down exactly what made it 
so much of that. But you were going to say, Jason. Oh, well, like, you know, just jumping off of what you said, maybe it's it's the spot porn. Is where where is this kid from? Like Belgium or some shit? I believe so. Yeah, Low country, yeah, it's, yeah. Brussels. Yeah, there seems to be an unlimited amount of like cobblestone banks or like kind of like ledges going down cobblestone banks and shit. So which which looks kind of cool as far as spot porn goes. Well, he had the the switch at one point. He's like rolling away from a trick, and there's palm trees. The next clip is. Ollie into a bank and it looks cold and he's wearing gloves. Like there's definitely kind of a placeless feature to it. I mean, it was all obviously Europe. It wasn't like China, then Middle America, then yeah, California. Like it, it definitely wasn't disjointed or anything like that. But yeah, he wasn't skating well-known spots. He was skating some shit that looked like it was straight up like cobblestone in later stages toward gravel, like rugged spots, a lot of variety. Like he could, it seems like if if he got interested in it, he could put out a, a, a maybe a pretty decent ledge part. I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, the, yeah, the for spot, sure. The spot point, like a lot of the spots are kind of like, uh, like in the I think it was two episodes of Westworld ago. There was like I guess uh, they had a a world that was like World War Two, like some old Italian village. A lot of the spots are like in some old seem to be like in some old like village that would be in like World War Two and like a World War Two movie. Or video game or some shit. It looked kinda... like he was skating on top of a World War Two era bunker at one point, <laughs> yeah. like in the first one or two minutes of the video. Yeah, he no comply one eighty a gap, and I, I thought it was a bunker. Yeah, that definitely felt like a bunker at like a yeah historic site, you know, with the railing as like don't cross here or whatever for tourists. Your thoughts, Templeton? Oh, I I thought it was awesome. I really liked the uh, theatrics. You know, like the little skits and whatever. I think that like it was just the right amount of that compared to skating. You know, it's just like a few little things, like the opening where you like they fake him jumping off a building <laughs> and slamming super hard. It's just kind of like silly. And then like where he looks at the sign that says something about dolphin tours and he like makes a dolphin noise. Just like little things that kind of like gave it personality. And I remember watching it like halfway through. I was like. I want like an Ashad part like this, you know, like Ashad is this good and has this much personality, but I think he's just never been paired with the right person to like present it in this, in this way. You know, like we've kind of talked about this before, but you know, I feel like whoever was working with uh, Yana, as they called him in the opening, um, really like did a good job of like bringing out the personality some of the strength of like the little interlude skits was that like you didn't know <clears throat> you didn't necessarily know or recognize it as a skit and then you were like oh it's a skit and then it was over you know like that that type of brevity really works as far as as far as a 12 minute video that doesn't seem that long um i had i had two observations at one point he was wearing a cleveland cavaliers number Kevin, zero. Kevin love jersey i i had to look it up Kevin Love, former Timberwolf, number 42. How did he have a Kevin Love jersey? And then um, and probably what got the most coverage out of this part, the whole flower pot incident, um, I'm pretty sure he was wearing a Golden State Warriors beanie during that whole, uh, whole situation. Um, I, I don't know who wrote it down in the notes, but was, was that flower pot incident staged? I mean, he got... He got fucked up by it. He had like a 
slid in in his head. Do, do, was that real? I, I think the injury was real. Um, yeah, I'm always like a little dubious about uh, stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's good theater either way. I was wondering just how many planters that angry elderly Euro had up in their apartment. Because like you, you, you throw a couple flower boxes, like that's your whole apartment's greenery right there. Right, you're gonna run out of ammo real quick. Yeah, I was just I was just watching it. I don't think it was staged because what are you gonna do? Like go up to the the old lady and be like, oh yo, I'll give you like a. Uh, 50 lira no not lira it's zeros now but i'll give you like 100 euros if you throw a flower pot at my head like but that's that's ludicrous you know what i mean so here's some janowskis can you can you yeah yeah real good <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean it could have been somebody's grandma or something yeah there's it's it's a good like city streets video too just um i'm thinking of that rad it's it's a launch it's an ollie it's probably not a wally but then to like deck check disaster into that like playground kind of oh yeah that place looked kind of magical yeah whatever that thing was and there's like those dudes just heckling him and i was kind of bummed that he made it while they were walking away and like didn't get any recompense over there but yeah even when he made that planter what trick was that was that ollie in and hippie jump and then like the plant kind of upstaged the trick but you know when he finally made that there was like a dozen people watching and just kind of stoked i I, I don't know super enjoyable video all around i'll just come back to that bedrock yeah for sure and for me like you know people like to talk about fits in videos i was really stoked on uh the fits in this video the khakis and a blue polo oxford shirt like that's a fit that i can get excited about I think I uh, I think I have that polo Oxford actually. I think I <laughs> think that's in my work uh, arsenal of of fits. Sick. He also had like a polo. It looked like maybe it was a suede jacket. And I was wondering if if Yana is a low head. Was why am I think it? It wasn't a blue suede jacket. What what was the it blue? Was, it was brown. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. There was something blue that stood out too. Like a really like royal blue yeah, i think he For, had like a, a spitfire long sleeve that was royal blue okay i do remember the the brown suede polo jacket and i'm coming to terms with the term low head <laughs> yeah what the, i'm making it a thing on this podcast what's uh, <laughs> what's what are you talking about polo we, we might have to have another spin-off podcast just for polo I guess I don't know, but uh, most low podcast. There, Ooh. there's gotta, there's gotta be one already. I'm sure of it. But uh, what, what video parts did this kid have before this? Like he seems to have come out of nowhere. Oh, he's definitely not part. come out of nowhere. He's, he's been around for quite some time doing lots of crazy shit. He's been on Element Europe forever. Oh yeah, the, the old Element Euro trip. There you go. Yeah. I feel like there's been in the past two, two and a half years. He's had two parts on two more parts on thrasher does that sound about right there was a spitfire one. Oh yeah yeah so you remember that well then which european magazine was it where he was talking about like digging out from alcoholism and I mean, oh that was, was free skate yeah i mean he was panhandling like his friends trying to help him uh correct me if i'm wrong on that on that remembrance but like Dude's definitely got a story, and I think no, knowing that little bit bit of backstory, like 
makes the skating more interesting kind of kind of makes the skits more endearing i don't know yeah i mean it it kind of makes me think like you know kind of going back to grosso and his personality and it's like does having some uh you know demons or skeletons in the closet or you know some tough experiences in life does that you know build experience or build character and you know build personality oh yeah yeah for sure like i mean fucking uh well, I mean, look at, like, Carol, of course, you know what I mean? He's, like, the best. He basically, like, raised himself, I think, with his brother, which is crazy. And, uh, you know what I mean? There's, like, a zillion examples. But, like, but, you know, what if, like, Kevin Bradley made a video like this? It would probably, like, be, like, one of the best video parts ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. If he could put it put it all together. Cause he's I want to see, like, see a 2021 Kevin Bradley Sodi run. He, man, <laughs> uh, he can do it, man. I'll tell you, he just needs to, like, get focused, I guess, come out with a few parts and shit. He, He's got it in him, for sure. Yeah, I mean, what is it, 30% less weed? 30%. <laughs> like, he's not, like, we he's gotta... not like a, uh, I was going to say, like, he's not like a rail jumper, which is, like, a uh, disadvantage. But he does, well, back when he was on Cliche, he used to jump over crazy rails and shit. So, but yeah, he could do. He definitely has. You know, what I mean, he's like pretty much everyone's one of everyone's favorite skaters. So, man, that that would be fucking amazing if he came out with it, some shit like this. It's just a real novel kind of format for a video because you got like the interlude in the middle with the friends clips with no music, and um, yeah, I was kind of full admission as like making dinner and watching the video tonight. So I didn't have full audio on, but like it opened with kind of kind of non-traditional skateboard video music. And then there was like some opera in there. Am I remembering this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Oh, and before I forget, bleached out Yana. Definitely looking Pete Davidson. And um, if I'm going <laughs> to do a little bit more like actual talking about the skateboarding, I think two two clips stood out in there. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff, but he did that lip slide to like lateral firecracker down the stairs where it was like kind of a ledge step ledge going down a hill so he was able to lip slide and then bang down some stairs but um just in terms of like good taste right for the spot he did that half cab up a curb and then backside 360 down i don't know nine to twelve stairs like yeah oh probably that known, um... probably known for really gnarly stuff but like that fluidity of that little 540 maneuver was great oh was that that one spot in paris that everyone skates or something this seemed like a not so popular spot or like kind of an anonymous spot right right. when it was like yeah it was like up a curb and then probably 15 17 feet and then down the stairs so like again really well suited to the spot yeah always sick to see like a rotation continue like trick to trick i always think that's well thought out Anything I'm missing? No, it was almost like a concept video. Not that it had like an overriding concept. I did like the the skateboard skit at the end. S-K-A-T-E-B-O-R-E-D. With him just looking bummed, trying to have fun. Like a lot of pathos with the guy. Yeah. Well, it was like the professional part. So it's like all about being a pro skater and how hard it is. You know, like you got this team manager who's not responsive (laughs) You know, he almost died a few times. It's like a tough life being a pro skater. 
is kind of like the the tongue-in-cheek story of video part. All right, that's how I saw it. Two thumbs up. Yeah, yes, at your local yes. theater and watch this video. Speaking yeah, speaking of going pro, is he pro for Baker or whatever? Or? Uh, it's funny I put uh, that he's on Baker in the notes, but that is um, somebody else. That's uh, the Italian guy who <laughs> oh, was on yeah, Helmet yeah. Europe. Oh, Jacopo. Um, yeah, Jacopo Carazzone. Dang, dude. We have tried a lot of Eastern European pronunciations, Templeton, and that ain't your game, but that was, that was spot on. <laughs> I, I've never said that out loud before. I'm surprised I uh, did that so well. My, my, uh, my, my lips pursed and my fingers, pointer, middle finger, and my thumb came together as you said that. It was sick. <laughs> it, was a, it was a total, total physical reaction to your pronunciation. Nice. Yeah, it's funny because I... Uh, um, Jacopo was on Element Europe and went to Baker, and I I think that they've always kind of bled together to me, uh, Yane and Jacopo. Uh, but I think I think Element Europe is actually a cooler company than Baker. Maybe Whoa, that's a is that take. a is that a hot take or like forty three minutes into the recording and all that's of a pretty, sudden the scorching tape? He's like take. a pretty hot take. Who who the fuck else is on Element Europe like that? Uh. There's um, Phil Zwiegsen, who's super rad. Um, there's Gravis Shoes fame. Oh, was, was he on Gravis? Gravis? No, that's a- Steve Forstner. Forstner. Oh, yeah, from Anties. Another ripper. His part in uh, Z Movie is really good. Linked in the show notes. This is when the, the mostly skateboarding, like the true mostly skateboarding blog days get to get to flex they muscles <laughs> for sure i wish i had a better memory but uh like michael macrot is on element europe has always been rad i don't know element europe just always felt so different from element uh mainland america but yeah i think element europe is a rad company with a rad team they've got that girl uh mighty who's really good who had a guest trick in uh, Yana's part. She did that backside nose blunt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that trick. Damn, she Element, had cool pen. Yeah, for sure. That was yeah, that was a good fit. Element Europe, huh? I'm gonna have to check him out. I'm new to me, I guess. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, I, I back Element Europe. Are One you stoked on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am stoked on Element Europe. Uh, which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? So it's like day 19, weekday 19, 18 of uh, stay at home. We have an official order here in Minnesota, but um, it's definitely made me really think about how I can spice up my life. And today I spiced up my life by wearing uh, this pair of green hemp Satori pants that I got like 15 years ago. And I actually recently got them hemmed because I'm kind of a shorter person. And I took like three or four inches off the bottom of these green hemp Satori pants. And I got to say, breathe new life into them. Uh, Super comfortable. No real stretch, but like they're nice and baggy. Solid eight out of ten green hemp Satori pants. Um, Actually got them because I used to do skateboard lessons with this kid when I worked at the skate park. And his mom for Christmas bought me a gift card to the skate shop at the skate park. So I got these pants and like some other stuff that I don't remember now. They're good pants. I'm stoked on those. Jason, what are you stoked on? 
Uh, stoked on a couple of things. Stoked on the Orchard Skate Shop out of Boston. Uh, the other day, I think it was Sunday, they did this trivia thing on their story, like, guess the part. They, like, played a bunch of songs on vinyl in their Instagram story, and you had to guess the part that they, that they were from. And that was super fucking fun, especially, yes, once again, my weekly bar trivia is uh, on permanent hiatus or whatever, so... That was fucking rad. I won a little bit of money, and like I got some shoes and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. shout out those those guys. You know, one of the tightest shops out there. Um, also stoked on grilling. It's grill season once again, so I fired up the grill the other day. So that's a good way to save some money or whatever. As you doing you know, your uh, your dad's salmon recipe, or is that grillable? I actually cooked the salmon recipe last night. That's a it's a pan sear. Mm. that's a pan sear you do that on the stove the grilled salmon is a different recipe it's like it's super easy you just like sprinkle some like salt and pepper on it and just like throw it on the grill for 20 minutes and that's it that's it so yeah i'll probably throw a piece of salmon on the grill pretty soon nice and a- anything uh, else uh what do you do like well the, you know the usual burgers and dogs there's like uh steaks <laughs> steaks is good salmon's good might do barbecue chicken because i have some like you know, some wings and thighs or whatever. So I might I might look for a good barbecue chicken recipe on the internet. So if you got one, just hit me up on the Twitter or whatever. Fucking, uh, yeah, barbecue chicken. And also stoked on the Venture Truck Company out of uh, San Francisco, California. There it is. Yeah, yeah. When I said anything else, I was like, I'm anything, else? anything else? Nudge, <laughs> nudge. Uh, come on. Templeton, what are you stoked on? I am stoked on riding my bike. Now that I don't have to go to an office anymore, I've clawed back 90 minutes of my day that I used to spend in my car. So in the mornings, I've been riding my bike on a little six-mile loop. And the other day, going down a really steep hill, I got my bike up to 45 miles an hour, according to Strava. So that's pretty cool. And uh, been kind of trying to break my record and uh, been unsuccessful. So I'm maxed out at 45, but you know I'll report back if I can get to 46 meteorological uh, conditions on that 45 mph record uh it was probably dry it's been pretty wet lately it, but uh today was dry so i was like i can really fucking push it and i only got up to 42 on my steepest hill so i'm gonna have to maybe maybe like pump my tires up a little bit more some you know wear some some tighter clothes or something but it's been it's been good riding my bike and being uh less sedentary than normal stoked on it uh and that's it for our show this week be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we've talked about and other show notes you can keep up with us all week online jason where can the people find you on the twitter at carbonite1994 on the instagram at frozen and carbonite and writing stuff for coursenext.com nice mike where can the people find you I'm on Twitter and Instagram, same handle, at M. Munzenrider. Templeton, how about you? I am on Twitter, at MostlySkate, and on Instagram, at MostlySkateboarding. See you guys next week. Later. What? Who am I talking to? E.T. What? E.T. 
E.T. Yes. It's what? You're talking to E.T. Is Jeff there? Is who here? Jeff. Now who is this? Michelle. Oh. All right, hold on. Not this number. What's your phone number? 
here? I'd be one seven four two two. I really. Yeah, who was on the other line? What? Who was on the other line? That's my friend. Who's your friend? My friend is Terry. Terry? Terry. Do I know you or something? No, my friend Terry knows you. How does your friend Terry know me? Terry. Terry? Terry with a C. Oh, Terry. Yes. Right on. Was it a guy or a girl? It's a girl. Cool. So what I... can I do for you this evening? What? What can I do for you? This isn't Big Brother. No, why do you want to get a hold of Big Brother? Because I want to talk to Jeff. Jeff who? Tremaine? No, I don't know his last name. Jeff White. Jeff White? Yes, he's on the toilet. That's why he told me. <laughs> well, you got the wrong number, honey. I reached Big Brother, or not? No, you haven't reached Big Brother. I called your house? Yeah. How did I call your house? I have no idea. I called Big Brother. Huh? I called Big Brother. I know what number I called. Boy, you got this number. Where are you? I'm in California. Right on. Where in California? Santa Cruz. Oh, cool. Yeah, this isn't Jeff White. This is Jeff Grosso. I thought you said your name was Jeff Tremaine. No, Jeff Tremaine's a, a guy that works at Big Brother. Oh. Oh, no, that's weird. I don't know how I got all of you. Well, that's all right. What, so, do you skate or something? Uh-huh. Oh. Do you like what food, brother? No. Oh. I used to skate for Santa Cruz. What? I used to skate for Santa Cruz. And what's your name? Jeff Grosso. Are you serious? Yeah. That's so cool. Right on. Yeah? How about you? 25. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That's cool, too. How old are you? 21. Right on. Yeah. Why are you trying to get a hold of Big Brother? Because I want to talk to Jeff. Tremaine. I don't know his last name. He told me his last name was White. Hmm. We'll try to call him back at that number that you had. That's kind of weird it connected to your house. I don't know. I got another call to try back. Okay. Huh? Okay. Good luck. Bye.